and welcome to the Pizza Pixel Podcast. My name is Kerry Woodham, and I've been reviewing games for over 25 years, starting with the Dallas Morning News, and currently I write at GamerDead.com. It's not my full-time job, but I've been doing that on the side all this time, and uh, now my brothers are helping bring me to the 21st century with podcasts and videos, as opposed to just writing all the time. And so with me now is my brother Jeff again. Hi, my name is Jeff. Uh, I am helping out my brother with this podcast. Yep. <laughs> and he uh, you know, has been in most of the other podcasts, but sometimes some of my other brothers uh, you know, are with me. But um so uh one of my other brothers, uh, I think I think it was Nathan, he wanted to do a podcast about uh favorite 2D platformers. So before we did that, I figured me and Jeff would talk about our favorite 2D platformers. Oh, you mean he was wanting to talk about the 3D platformers. Oh, did I say that wrong? Okay, yeah. Yeah, Nathan wanted to talk about 3D platformers. So before we did that, Jeff and I are going to talk about our favorite 2D platformers. Yeah, there we go. Two-dimensional platformers on this podcast. (laughs) Two-dimensional. Okay. So usually we alternate... Uh, when we do our top fives, but since our picks for this one are so similar, we won't have to do that this time for the most part. Um, yeah, so this, I think that we got the four to five are the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, this may be a shorter podcast than usual, but uh, we'll see. Um, so yeah, I thought that before we get started, though, I'd mention it. I'd talk, have a few honorable mentions. Um, so um, on the PlayStation, uh, I enjoyed reviewing a couple of games uh, in the Tomba series. Uh, Tomba was a pink-haired kind of jungle caveman dude, and he fought these evil pigs by jumping onto them. Uh, It was really weird, but that's what the game was. (laughs) It kind of had a Wonder Boy kind of Metroidvania feel to it. Um, They kind of fall into that 2.5D range, but... uh, there were a couple of really good games on the PlayStation, and sadly, there hasn't been another one since. Of course, the company that made that game is not in business. They were called Whoopi Camp. But uh, one interesting thing about Tomba is that uh, one of the people who worked on those games used to work at Capcom. He helped make uh, like Ghost and Goblins and um, um, the first Mega Man game. I think he helped work on. Ooh. So yeah, so yeah, so um, that was a good one. Uh, another one that I really liked, um, you know, as honorable mention was uh, Little Nemo the Dream Master on the Nintendo. Um, that game kind of helped me learn about uh, Little Nemo the comic strip, which was a uh, early 1900s comic strip from Windsor McKay, who was a uh, animator before Disney was even in diapers. So, <laughs> um, you know, who says video games don't teach you anything? Yeah. But Little Nemo was a really fun game on the Nintendo. You uh, played as this little boy in pajamas, and he went to a dreamland, and you could feed animals candy and then use their abilities when they fall asleep to be able to do stuff, although it looked like you were jumping inside their skin. It was <laughs> was a little weird. It was a little strange. Yeah, it was a little weird, but, you know. Uh, but speaking of Capcom, uh, their Disney games uh, I really enjoyed, too, like DuckTales and Chippendale Rescue Rangers. In fact, do you remember... When I reviewed the Disney Afternoon Collection, 
and you saw me playing those games and uh <laughs> yeah you just picked them up right as if you would never, yeah <laughs> i'd never put them, put them down yeah i mean that's how you knew how much i played them back then so yeah. yeah those those were some of my favorite nintendo games um so we'll talk about this a little bit later but one thing that one game series you will not find on this uh podcast as far as favorite 2d platformers go is sonic the hedgehog yeah surprising yeah well honestly well. <laughs> honestly i mean there's not i don't really think the sonic 2d games are all that good for the most part there's some that i like i like sonic 3 um but yeah when i first saw sonic uh i was like okay the graphics are good it's pretty flashy but this is better than super mario world how um so yeah. yeah i wasn't really impressed with it the sequel was a little bit better and it also had tails which is my favorite Sega character so i was like Okay, that's a little bit better, uh, but Sonic Three was really the first Sonic two D Sonic game that really impressed me, and eh, there just hasn't been a whole lot since then. So yeah, Sonic's not really going to be on this list very much. Yeah, like I enjoyed them, but um, <laughs> like like really, I did have fun with them. But um, the the whole like gotta go fast thing, and then like if you actually did in the games, you would just end up dying. Yes, it was yeah, it usually <laughs> penalized you. So yeah, I, I never understood that. Yeah, uh, the Sonic Advance games were actually good. I, I remember those. Those were, those were actually good. Yeah, those are pretty good. And there, I mean, there are some Sonic games I do. There's a couple of 3D ones I like. I do kind of like the first Sonic Adventure game in a way. It hasn't aged well, but it was kind of cool back then. It, it was. It felt like a, you were playing a Saturday morning cartoon anyway. And, <laughs> But yeah, not so much Sonic. But uh, speaking of Sonic, there is one 2D platform that I did like on the Genesis. I didn't have a Genesis as a kid, so I didn't discover this game until later. But uh, Ristar was an awesome game on the Genesis. <laughs> I love Ristar. I actually like Ristar better than Sonic, <laughs> which Sonic fans would hate me for that because um, you know at the time when Ristar first came out, a lot of people thought that that was going to replace Sonic as the mascot. And everybody uh-huh. was like, oh, but you know. But there's a lot of ideas in Ristar that was originally going to be in Sonic. Because, you know, Sonic was originally going to be a rabbit. And he was going to use his ears to grab onto enemies. Just like Ristar yeah, does with like, his arms. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah. And I don't know. I just... You know, I was a Super Nintendo guy back in the day. So, um, so yeah. The, there wasn't a, as many Genesis games that really truly impressed me. You know, until I played them much later. You know, like Streets of Rage and Ristar and yeah, a few others, but that's about it. But I thought Ristar was really impressive and, you know, pretty close to a Super Nintendo quality game. Yeah. I thought that, so anyway. <laughs> um, you know, I talked about Tomba before being like the Wonder Boy and Monster World games, and some of the Monster World games are, were really fun, uh, especially the fourth one that it was, it was called, I mean, it's in the Wonder Boy series, but it started Girl. And uh, that was um, that was pretty fun. That was a pretty fun one. Uh, so yeah, the Wonder Boy games were kind of good. Um, I don't really like them that much, but I sure did rent a lot of the Adventure Island games back in the day. Those were made by Hudson, and they are actually kind of related to the uh, Wonder Boy games in a way. It's, it's a really complicated backstory, but <laughs> you know, essentially, uh, Weststone owned the rights to make a game that was like both Wonder Boy and Adventure Island, but Sega owned the rights to the character Wonder Boy, so Hudson can make the same game for the Nintendo, but they just had to have it star a different character. So one of their um, sales, I guess it was kind of one of their sales reps from Japan who was you know in the public eye, 
they just made him be the mascot for the <laughs> for the uh, for the Hudson's Adventure Island games, and they called him Master Higgins. So, so while the Wonder Boy games kind of evolved into more Metroidvania kind of stuff, the Adventure Island games stayed pretty close to the original as far as just straight up action goes. And um, I rented them a few times; they were kind of fun. I didn't really like the fact that they you it was one of those one hit and you die kind of games, but. Um, and then I like the Super Nintendo, the first Super Nintendo one, because uh, Yuzo Koshiro did the music, and it's really awesome. <laughs> um, oh yeah, another uh, another one you won't find on this list is Castlevania games. <laughs> I just yeah. never, I just never really got into the Castlevania games. I'm not really much of a horror person, and um, you know the the Castlevania games I played, you know the old Nintendo ones. It just felt like you know when Simon Belmont woke up that morning and ate a big breakfast before he decided to kill Dracula. So he moves like all sluggish and <laughs> and um, so yeah, no Castlevania games here. Yeah, me um, neither. Except uh, I did like the Kid Dracula games. That was kind of the Parodius of of Castlevania, and it was a silly you know parody with. Uh, actually, uh, Dracula's son Alucard, <laughs> you know, as as a little kid, you know, in a silly kind of Mega Man style game. So I kind of like that one. Um, oh yeah, uh, one that I really liked almost would have made the top five, you know, but it didn't. But it's really close is the Shantae series. Um, I own the first one on Game Boy. I still have the box. <laughs> oh, nice. So that's probably worth a lot of money. <laughs> but yeah, the Shantae games are great. Um, really fun kind of Metroidvania type of games with uh, a girl character who uses her hair as a weapon and she can dance and turn into different animals. Um, one time, uh, uh, can't think I was going to say about that, but <laughs> but yeah, they, they were they're they're really good games. Yeah, <laughs> I like them a lot. Uh, and then Shovel Knight. Uh, yeah, no, are, we got the. Uh, a little bit more modern ones here now, uh, with the uh, the more modern Shantae games that came out uh, not too long ago. I don't think, uh, or how long was the how long ago was the last Shantae game? Uh, it's been a couple of years. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Shovel Knight, uh, still still keeping the two D platformer going. Yeah, they. I just reviewed Shovel Knight Dig. Yeah. Just, I mean, I think it was posted, you know, as of this recording, just like last week. Nice. So yeah, um, but yeah, I, I still like the original Shovel Knight the best. It uh, it took you know a lot of the um, you know Nintendo platformers I really liked, like Mega Man and Ducktales, and put in some really good music. Um, oh yeah, that music was. I, I, yeah. I, I still sometimes go back and listen to the soundtrack. Yeah, the long. soundtrack in Shovel Knight was was you know one of the best in a long time. Um, one that I almost forgot was uh, the legendary Starfy. Oh, on the, yeah. On the, I guess, was that on the 3DS or the DS? I think it was 3DS. Um, Starfy is actually, was actually pretty popular in Japan for a while, and it, he's got like four other games in Japan. We only got like the fifth last one. And it's basically what you would ha- what would happen if you uh, combined Kirby with SpongeBob, <laughs> pretty much. Um, you're a little starfish. Actually, no, you're not a starfish. You're actually a star from the sky who falls down into the sea so everybody under the sea thinks you're a starfish <laughs> and you're like the prince of the star kingdom and you're like and starfish kind of dumb so <laughs> um so he he makes a lot of mistakes and gets into trouble and but yeah that was a fun one um 
I guess we probably didn't get the other ones because I guess Nintendo of America felt like we didn't need another Kirby game because that's basically what Starfy was. It was it was Kirby underwater. Yeah, so, man, I, I wish we did get them. Though. They're good games. I imported them all, but <laughs> yeah. you know they're good games. Um, and then I thought of one that you liked to play a lot, and that was Little Big Planet. Oh yeah, yeah, I loved that game, and I loved I loved all the things people would create with the uh, the little level creator mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, a lot of really creative stuff. <clears throat> Yeah, that was one of those games that uh, I would have loved to play, but I just didn't have time for. You can't play them all. Yeah. But I remember you played that one a lot. Yeah, me and my friends, we would play it and try and <laughs> find all the different levels that people were playing at the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, the the creators of Little Big Planet did make a game on the Vita and PlayStation 4, I guess. I really like it. It was called Tearaway, but that's a 3D platformer, so uh, yeah. we're not going to talk about that here. <laughs> so, anyway, that's... Those were my kind of basic honorable mentions, which yeah. was kind of a lot. But uh, <laughs> did you have any others? Um, not really. I think we uh, we covered a lot of the ones that I was uh, uh, that I would put on my uh, my almost top five, like Shovel yeah. Knight. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and um, like I, I like I like that we uh, talked about the ones that that uh, we wanted to make sure we were not on our list because we had some just just various problems with them. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, no, I uh, I think we're we're about ready to get into our top five yep. now. All right, so our number five favorite two <laughs> uh, D platformers are the games in the Mario Brothers series. Yep, the Mario games. Yep. that it would be when i was first thinking of this list i thought it'd be really cool and and edgy and hip and say that this list won't have any mario games on it (laughs) yeah you know like ooh, you know how are they gonna pull that off wow we're not gonna mention the big dog here no but you know what (laughs) then i remembered how much i liked yoshi's island and the wario land games so i was like well they are so good i gotta give credit where credit is due and, yeah. you know, Mario games, they're not my favorite. And I think that, you know, they can be not really necessarily overrated, just over, I don't know. They're not really overrated, but people talk about it way more than, you know, other games that deserve, you know, better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So, yeah. And you could say, like, the Yoshi's Island games and Warrior Land games aren't, like, true mario games but i call them i call them mario games i mean they star mario characters they they have kind of the core basic 2d gameplay i mean it was some differences um but yeah i didn't i'd even hesitate to call them spinoffs because they're they are based on the mario game like characters (laughs) yeah so but i just lump them all together if you disagree if you want to call them your separate games you know fine but I, I just kind of lump them all into one thing. Just makes it easier in my head. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you know, and and you know, they're my, not my favorite, but Mario games are still good, and I'll play most of them. You know, I, I use I'll I'll still play them. I just don't get excited about them as much as I do other series. So, um. Yeah, and you know, when I first played Super Mario Brothers, I actually first played it in the arcade, and mm. you know, I thought it was pretty impressive. Um. You know, all the different places you could go to, like a, um. 
you know, underwater and underground and in the sky. You know, it was pretty big for 1985. But, uh, you know, I wasn't sold on it when it was in when it was uh, on the Nintendo. Hmm. You know, I played it at a friend's house, and I was like, yeah, that's pretty cool. You know, we have we have fun playing that, but it just didn't make me want to go out and buy a Nintendo. I was still happy playing my Atari 5200 and Pango and, you know, other <laughs> old classic arcade games. So, you know, it didn't really sell me on it. And then another you know, controversial opinion that I have is that I actually like Super Mario Brothers 2 more than I do Super Mario Brothers 3, <gasps> the um, the U.S. version of Mario 2. <laughs> now, that, Mario 3 is still a good game, but, you know, I just like Mario 2 better. I don't know. <laughs> and and I never owned any of these games. I never owned these because all my friends had them, so i just go to my friend's house and play them. I just never felt like I, I really had to, had to own them. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, it, when, you, when you do have those friends that you can kind of, like, well, not, I don't want to say mooch off of them, but. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I just did that. It really wasn't until the Super Nintendo and Super Mario World that 2D Mario games really clicked with me. I don't know if it was the better play control or the, you know, the better controllers or, or something else, but that's just when I really first started, you know, really playing the Mario games more in earnest. Um, in fact, Mar- Super Mario World is one of the first, one of the few games I've actually completed 100%. I got all 96 exits. <laughs> so, nice. so, um, yeah, and and so, you know, after that, um, you know, I, there was just a lot of Mario games that I enjoyed playing that were, you know, a little bit different, like Yoshi's Island. Uh, we played that a lot together, I, I know, and um, I just really liked the crayon-style graphics, and it had some pretty unique gameplay ideas at the time. And the music um, was really good, too. Oh, yeah, the music was really good. And, um, and you know, even though everybody says, oh, Mario's baby Mario's crying was so annoying, have you ever tried playing Yoshi's Island with the volume turned all the way down? <laughs> it actually makes the game way harder uh, when you don't hear him yelling and whine and crying whenever he uh, gets gets knocked off of baby of Yoshi's back. So um it's so, at least yeah. a big motivator to like make it to stop. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, the Warrior Land games were so creative because especially once you get to like Warrior Land two and three, like Wario can't die. <laughs> you you have to like get him to be hit by enemies so that something happens to him so you can solve a puzzle. Like you can make Wario get set on fire so he can like burn stuff and then you make him get squished flat so he can slip into little small passageways and stuff. And, and it was just really creative. So I, I actually like those games more than the regular Mario games, but you know, I, I mean, I guess maybe we can still say that, you know, I'm hip and edgy because there's no Sonic or Castlevania on this list, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what what kind of memories do you have of the Mario games, the two um, D ones. The two D ones, yeah. I really enjoyed uh, Yoshi's Island as as a kid, like for this, like uh, not just the nostalgia factor, but like just going back and playing it on the uh, the Super Nintendo Classic. I, I still mm-hmm. really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, like I still have really good fond memories of it. Um, but I also uh, remember playing the uh, the new <laughs> Super Mario Brothers games, uh, the ones that were that featured the multiplayer aspect um, right. with my friends, right. Yeah, because I, I, I always put a lot of, um, uh, like, I, I give a lot of points to games where I can, like, continue continually play them with my friends, like, mm-hmm. every 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 now and then. Mm-hmm. Um, so, games where I can do that and we still have a lot of fun, 
like I, I really they, they really stick out into my memory yeah <laughs> so even though those ones weren't you know they aren't like uh like standouts in, in the um in in the uh the 2d platformer genre um they're, they're pretty basic games but um just just because you can pick up pick them up and play them with any with anybody like anybody who's not even really you know f- super familiar with 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 games um that that's that's one of the reasons why I really enjoy those yeah. those ones. Yeah, I enjoy them too. I mean, you know, like I said, they're not my number one favorites, but you know, they're all they're all fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's really all I have for the Mario games. Alrighty. Well, well, then we'll go on to our number four, and we both like the Metroid series. Yeah. Metroid games are great, and you know probably most people know the Metroid games by those. Yeah, maybe. Metroid Prime. Yeah, the Metroid Prime games, but they started out and you know are still best known as 2D games. You know, people always ask, you know, when are they going to make the next 2D Metroid? Well, they did for a while. <laughs> yeah, um, they actually, they actually did. <laughs> yeah, I really didn't get into the first two, like the one on the Nintendo or the Game Boy, um, because the first one didn't have a map, so it was really hard to navigate. And the second one, I just really wasn't that super impressed with the Game Boy until Link's Awakening came around. But boy, I sure did get into Super Metroid. <laughs> oh man, so good. <laughs> yeah, and um, uh, you know we enjoyed playing that a lot. I also enjoyed Metroid Fusion and Zero Mission, Zero Mission and Samus Returns, which was the remake of Metroid 2 on the 3DS. Yeah, yeah 3DS. Um, and then, you know, recently we got Metroid Dread, which was a pretty big deal because... You know, for the longest time, they kind of had hinted about a, a game in the series named Metroid Dread, so I thought it was just brilliant that they named that one. <laughs> and I really liked Metroid Dread until the end, because I could not beat the last boss. This is one of the few Metroid games I've never been able to beat. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, the last boss is really hard. Um, he has like three phases. I couldn't even get past the first one. But I think the problem with that last boss is that, um, you know, in Metroid games, they don't really give you, like, a, a little energy meter for the bosses to tell you how, you know, how much damage they've taken. So, you, And they don't really give you any indication if they're taking damage, at least not in, in the uh, Dread game. So, and in the last boss, he can put up a shield. Oh, that, dang. But you can't tell, you know, because you can't tell if he's taking damage or not. Yeah. So he puts up a shield, and the only way to break the shield is you can do like this special. They added a new move to in this game in Samus Returns. It's kind of like a little quick time thing where you push a button, and then Samus does this really cool move that can knock enemies back and stuff. So you have to. You're like for you're forced to do that in this last boss. You're usually not forced to do that in the rest of the game. You you just can, and it it'll destroy enemies better for you. But yeah. So, but you have to do that here to lower his shields, and then you can fire away at him as you're avoiding like all manner of stuff. And I just couldn't beat it. Oh so, darn! I know I was I was sad. So, um, but yeah, those are those are um, you know the 2D Metro games that I really liked. 
Now, <clears throat> in one of our <laughs> earlier podcasts, we told a really funny story about Jeff in Metroid games. And I, I thought that we would just retell the story again because... Not everybody's going to be listening to this pod, our podcast in order. So, yeah, and, so and maybe 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 you're not one of our, you know, uh, maybe, maybe this is your first episode. Maybe yeah, yeah. So we're gonna I'm gonna tell this really funny story again. And if you have <laughs> heard this story already, well, sorry. Um, I, I love this story, so I'm gonna tell it again. And you know, it may be a little bit embarrassing for Jeff, but I've always. <laughs> you know, ask Jeff's permission before I tell embarrassing stories. So, oh yeah, and I, I am very much yeah. on board with the uh, with 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 using my embarrassment for the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so when Jeff was little, about five years old, he uh, enjoyed doing um, things that little five year old boys like to do, like play action figures. Okay. Yeah. So his little action, his little action figure playtime would originally go like this. Okay. He had this. Big plush triceratops, you know, big orange, and when you squeezed it, he'd roar and it'd make this really pathetic <laughs> roaring sound. It sounded like it was sick. Um, and so that was always the bad guy, okay. And Batman, the action figure, could not beat that triceratops. <laughs> the Power Rangers could not beat the triceratops, but. <laughs> I got Jeff a little Mega Man action figure. I think it was based on the cartoon, so that was a little unfortunate. But I got him this little Mega Man action figure, and Mega Man would always beat the dinosaur. <laughs> Except usually Mega Man would have to go and like fight some other smaller enemy to get a power that the dinosaur is weak against. So uh, I think somebody had an influence. <laughs> yeah, I was very game accurate in my play. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so uh, that's how it usually went. Okay, until... We played Super Metroid, and Jeff would watch me play it, and we got to the end. Uh, here's a, it's a spoiler warning here, folks, but uh, you know you probably know this already. <laughs> so at the end of the game, the baby Metroid that uh, Samus saves comes back, and he's all big. And at first he attacks Samus, but then start, recognizes who she is. So, you know, uh, he's friends. The baby Metroid is friends with Samus, and then. Mother Brain comes, dun, dun, dun. and she's about to destroy Samus. Yeah, you can't beat her. You can't do anything. Yes, and then the baby Metroid comes out and sucks up all her energy, and then gives it to Samus. Yeah, and you become Super Samus. Yeah, but then the mother Mother Brain comes back and destroy and and starts shooting at uh, the baby Metroid and eventually destroys it. Yeah. So at that point, I looked over at Jeff. <laughs> Little five-year-old Jeff. He's sitting there, you know, with tears willing in his eyes and his lips are quivering. He's like, is the baby Metroid going to be okay? <laughs> and I felt so bad. I was like, oh, great. I just traumatized this kid. <laughs> um, but, however, after that, when he'd play with his action figures, the Power Rangers could not beat that dinosaur. Batman could not beat that dinosaur. And now Mega Man couldn't beat that dinosaur. But... <laughs> This was, again, this is back in the 90s, so Jeff had a beanie baby that was a jellyfish. That jellyfish was the baby Metroid, and the baby Metroid would always save the day in his action figure playtime. <laughs> yeah. So. So I, I, feel, I feel like any outside observers who didn't know like about Metroid would think that it was a really strange <laughs> uh, little, little, little way of play. 
Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if anybody saw you pl- play with action figures besides me and mom and that's it. But yeah, they probably would. They'd probably be like, "What the heck? <laughs> what kind of imagination does this kid have?" Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so that's all I have to say about Metroid. How about you? Yeah, not not really too much more. Um, I just uh, really enjoyed uh, watching you play the Super Metroid game as a kid. Um, I loved going actually going back and actually playing it myself whenever I was a little bit older. Um, because uh, even though um, you know it, it can it can be pretty complicated, um, it, uh, it was just the right level of complexity uh, for me at that at that time uh, growing up, where I was able to kind of kind of catch everything um and and still go through and, and beat it I, I don't know if that's just because i was able to watch you play it all the way through <laughs> that, yeah. that probably helped quite a bit yeah um but uh it was really fun uh being able to play it myself as well mm-hmm. um uh and, and also all those uh the the other ones as well i, I remember playing fusion quite a lot uh on car rides <laughs> oh really yeah yeah oh, okay. that's, that's, that's one of my memories of uh of playing that game oh, okay <laughs> so that's that, that's why it made my list too is because uh, it uh I, I i remember always playing that on the the game boy, game boy advance right mm-hmm. yeah. yeah that was the game boy advance game mm-hmm. yeah so I, I had to I had to make sure to keep to keep this game on my list as well <laughs> oh yeah 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 well for our number three uh, picks we actually diverge and have two different ones. Yep. So we're gonna so, gonna do uh, carries first and then yep, mine. Yep. So my third favorite two D platformer series is the Klonoa games. Okay. Uh, Klonoa, the Klonoa games are two point five D platformers by Namco, my favorite video game company. And it stars this critter that's like a combination of a cat, rabbit, skunk, and a maniac. We don't know what he is. He, he's something all right. But he has a Pac-Man hat. So he has a Pac-Man hat. He, he's all good. So that's what's that. He got that going for him. Yeah. So you know anybody who likes Pac-Man is okay with me. Um, the games are super simple. You have a really simple mechanic where you have this ring that you can use to shoot out a, a wind bullet to inflate enemies. And you can throw them... Uh, at other enemies or switches or use them to get a double jump and that's that's it but they use that that simple ability in in really creative ways and uh the world built building in that game is really good too i mean they really made these really awesome worlds for you to explore and everything it's like a, a dream world and um the game really impacted me because uh in the first game and again spoiler alert again uh, the first game had a really surprisingly sad ending. It has one of the saddest endings I've ever seen in a video game. Um, yeah, and it's in this like little cutesy little Yeah, it's game. this cutesy little colorful game, and all of a sudden at the end, it's like, you know, at the end of the game, I'm just like, Ugh! you know, <laughs> my jaw was, you know, was open like it was dropped down to the floor. I've, I've watched people play this game on the internet, and they actually cry at the ending. <laughs> and I didn't cry at the ending, but I, it sure shocked me. It, it, you know, just really impacted me a lot when I first played it. Um, it kind of reminds me of Kirby because the Klonoa games are fairly easy, um, but they get pretty darn dark later. <laughs> they really do. <laughs> they do. They really yes. do. Yes. So, um, and and also, even though the game's easy. Just like a Kirby game, there's extra challenges that you can do if you if you wish if you if you want to find them. There's there's all sorts of little extra things that you can do. Yeah, if you want to save all the little yeah. guys. Yeah, 
<laughs> they actually just released a collection this past year of the first two main Klonoa games, the PlayStation 1 and the PlayStation 2 one. And playing those again really helped me remember just how much I love those games. Uh, they're, they're just really good games. And uh, another thing I really like about them is that the characters speak a made-up language. And so that's just another neat example of world building. You know, that's just, there's just so much to like about those games. They're so good. If you like 2D platformer games, you really owe it to yourself to try a Klonoa game. Um, you know, just, just do it. Yeah. Now, you've been describing uh, these games as a 2.5D. Uh, do you want to uh, go into a little bit more detail about what that looks like? Like what these worlds look like a little bit? Uh,. You don't have to. I was just. I don't know. I, <laughs> I didn't think about describing that much. You just need to go and play the games. That's just it. Just go play them. Yeah, just go play them. I don't know. You, can des- you describe them. Okay. <laughs> well, it's you. You. You like play it on like a two D uh, level. Like uh, <laughs> your, your character can only go like left or right, up and down. Um, but it seems like everything in the background is like a three D world that, that happens around you. Uh, and that, that, that's what I think you're saying when you say like two point five. Yep. That's exactly it. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, it's common knowledge, really. <laughs> well, I, just just for just for our, our our listeners that might not be in the know. I know. I, I understand what you mean. I'm just I'm just being stupid. You know. But yeah, that's really all I'd say about Klonoa. They're great games. Um, I really wish Namco would make more of them. Um, yeah. I'm glad they re-released the, these two, but you know, you know, do some do some more. I'll play them. Yeah. I don't remember playing Klonoa as much as, as watching you play it, but I really enjoyed watching you play it. <laughs> yeah, 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 I, I played them a lot, you know, like I said, you know, in, in fact, you know, they impacted me so much, I think for a while some of my uh, game gamer names and gamer tags on certain consoles were Klonoa 360 or something like that, so, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so yeah, they, they, they've really put it, made an impact on me. <laughs> but, as... One game that made an impact on me to one game that made an impact on you. Yes. Let's do your number three. <laughs> All right. Yeah, my number three is the Donkey Kong Country series. Uh-huh. so much especially as a kid like it's so funny like if, when i go back and play them now like i'm like okay this is a pretty good game but man the nostalgia factor is huge for me with these games mm-hmm. the music the graphics um even all the sound effects as you like you know like jump on enemies and open up barrels and stuff like that they just really um really impacted me and can take me right back to my childhood mm-hmm. once i play them um i really enjoyed the like just the music is amazing. Uh, I, I know that we were talking about um, actually earlier in the car. We were talking about um, just the sounds that could come out of the Super Nintendo. Yes, were like amazing, especially in this in this game. Uh, yes, the percussion. Yeah, um, yeah. Hey, you listen to the underwater theme and tell me that that's not amazing. That's coming out of a Super Nintendo. Oh yeah, yeah. I actually just sent that uh, theme to a friend <laughs> who, who was yeah. who was playing through this game. Oh, <laughs> just yeah, to, cool. just to show them. Uh, 
some of the the really famous uh, songs uh, yeah. from this one. Yeah, very very good music. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know we had uh, one particular um, story about this game. <laughs> well, I think this is maybe the start of how why you like this game so much. Yeah, I, I really um, think so. So, <clears throat> this was before Super Metroid. Uh, at the time, Jeff and Mom were living out in Alabama, and I was here in, in Texas, but I would go and visit them over Christmas in the summer. So one time when I went to go visit, I brought my Super Nintendo and Donkey Kong Country. And Jeff was, he was a little over a year old, so he couldn't really talk a lot, a lot of words. I mean, he, he knew a few words. He knew like Mama, Dada, Cookie, No, stuff like that. But most of what he talked was just babbling. Um... So, you know, he was pretty young. So I uh, hooked up my Super Nintendo to the TV when I was visiting him, and and I showed him Donkey Kong Country. And he just sat there and stared at it the whole time. And then when Mom came into the room, he looked at her, pointed at the screen, and went, <laughs> He just went 90 miles an hour. He was telling her all about it in his own words. Oh, yeah. And so by the end of the summer... He learned how to say Donkey Kong to let me know he wanted to play it. <laughs> or at least watch you play it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I think what I did back then was I'd play it, but I'd hand you another controller that wasn't hooked up, and I don't think you realized it was hooked up, so you thought you were playing. <laughs> now, you got wise later on, but, you know, at you know barely a year old, you know, I I, I think that's what I did. Yeah. yeah that's one of my... <laughs> One of my secrets. One of your tricks. Yeah. But, uh, so yeah, I think that's that's why you might like Donkey Kong Country so much, uh, is, is because of that. So I always think it's funny that because of that, Donkey Kong was actually one of your first words. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think, I, I love I love that story, and I love uh, kind of, kind of I, I love actually telling that story to, to like, like new people I meet and friends, just because, mm-hmm. like, so I can tell them, like, yep, gaming's been in my blood since I was, since I was, like, one or two years old. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, um, I mean, I didn't have this on my list, because even though, the pre-render graphics and music were just amazing. If you took that away, it's a pretty basic platformer. Yeah, it really Although is. it's still really fun. Yeah. Um, and another thing is that the new Donkey Kong Country Return games that they've came up with in the past few years, <clears throat> I think they're too hard. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think they're way harder than the original Donkey Kong Country games. So I'm like, oh, I, don't, I don't know. Everybody loves them, but I'm just like, oh, no, these are too hard. I mean, one level is, you know, I hate minecart levels anyway. Which, of course, Donkey Kong Country had a lot of those. But in one of the Donkey Kong Country turn games, there's a boss level that's a minecart level. I'm like, nope. Jeez. <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, man. But uh, but other than other than uh, what, we've, what we've talked about, I don't really have anything else on the Donkey Kong Country series. Uh, so yeah. if you want to move on to our number two. All right, number two. We're back to shared again. <laughs> yeah. All right. So our number two favorite 2D platformers are the Mega Man and Mega Man X series. Yeah, you can probably guess who liked the Mega Man X series a little bit more. But. Well, as a kid, you know, since I was a bit, you know, I'm quite a bit older than you, um, you know, I was more into the Mega Man games. In fact, I really liked Mega Man more than Mario. 
I mean, you know, you can even ask, you know, our mom, you know, say, you know, what did I talk about? I don't know if you heard that. Uh, <laughs> she just yelled out yes. Uh, I don't know, you know, um, you know, it, it, you know, as hard as that may be to believe, but yeah, when I was a kid, I actually talked more about Mega Man than I did Mario, <laughs> you know, as a kid. So, um, and again, you know, as I was a different generation than Jeff, I liked the older classic Mega Man while Jeff was more into Mega Man X and, you know, while I like the original Mega Man games more, uh, I have to say that the first Mega Man X game was exactly what the series needed at the time, and that the first Mega Man X game is actually one of my favorites, too. Yeah. So that was a really good one. Um, but yeah, I I, I just really like the, the Mega Man games. They've, they had better graphics than Mario. I felt they had better control. I mean, yeah, they were harder, but you know, because they had better control, I felt like I could, I could do it. Uh, the music was awesome. Oh in, yeah, in Mega Man games, and our our dog Kane's over here squeaking toys again. So if you hear a, <laughs> if you hear dog toys squeaking in the background, that's that's what that is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so you know, I just really like the Mega Man games for the for those reasons, and you know, I'll I'll play any Mega Man game that Capcom comes out with. Yeah, if they would make more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wish they would. I mean, they had Mega Man 11 a few years ago, but, you know, and I know this isn't necessarily a 2D platformer, but Capcom, if you would just release Mega Man Legends 3, I will buy it. I will buy any console you release it on. You would make people so happy. Yes, yeah. If, if, if you would, if like, even if you release it on the Xbox XS1, whatever that thing is called, which I don't have, but if you release it on that, I'd buy it. <laughs> you know, you know, put it on the PlayStation Five. I'll buy the PlayStation Five. I'll play Mega Man Legends Three. But again, that's a, uh, that's a, um, that, that's that's a two D platformer. I mean, that's a three D platformer, and we're talking about two D platformers. So. Yeah, yeah. So we we better t- stop talking about that. If we're talking two D platformers, uh, Capcom make go go back to the the music music choices you were making before Mega Man Eleven. I, I like the music, but it's just not as memorable. No, the composer of Mega Man Eleven didn't really have a, a an idea of what Mega Man games music should sound like. I think that the composer of that game uh, was more into techno music than anything, so had a lot of repetition in it, and not a whole lot of you know catchy melodies like Mega Man games are known for. Yeah. So although um, I don't know, Blast Man, uh, Fuse Man, and some other one had a good soundtrack. I can't remember which one it was, but. But you know there are some good ones in there. But yeah, um, yeah. As far as favorite Mega Man games go, uh, I really like Mega Man Three because that was the first game that introduced Rush. Oh yeah, I know. I know yeah. you love Rush. Yeah, I'm gonna tell that story too, even though it's not on our, our little list here. We have like a little outline. Uh, I'm gonna tell that story too. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna tell a story about Rush, even though it's kind of a sad story. Oh. Uh, and I like Mega Man Two uh, a lot because that's most people's favorites. That's whenever Mega Man really started hitting its stride. Come on, Kane! Stop squeak, squeaking know, that toy. <laughs> but um, and I and a lot of people don't like it, but I I I love Mega Man Eight. I think Mega Man Eight has better graphics than Mega Man Eleven. Yeah, I love those cartoony graphics. I think that's what I imagine when I think of of what Mega Man games should look like. And 
yeah, Mega Man 8 had really bad voice acting, but yeah. I don't know. That's part <laughs> of its charm now, I think. Yeah, you get, I, to, you get to laugh at that while you, you know, you know, see all these really good cartoony like, graphics that you, that, yeah. you want, that you want from a Mega Man game. Yeah, so those are really my favorites. And, you know, I also like the Mega Man X games. Was, was there any Mega Man games that you liked in particular? Um, I mean, I really like, I really like Mega Man 8, um, uh, just, just because of the things that we were talking about. Uh Um, I like Mega Man X, the original Mega Man X, uh, other Mega Man X games that I like were Mega Man X4 and X5 were really good. Uh, I mean, X5 (laughs) was a little, was, was starting to get a little bit weird near the end of it. It was still playable. It was still playable. Yeah. Um, but once they got the Mega Man X six, it, it became they, yeah. they kind of lost the mark a little. Yeah, bit. Yeah, they did. <laughs> uh, but um, <laughs> but uh, I, I I love those games. Um, it was it was kind of awesome being able to gr- to to grow up and and be able to yeah. kind of mooch off what you, what you got. Yeah, <laughs> with and those ones like the Baby Metroid. Yeah, when you watch me play the original Mega Man X game. At the end, Zero dies. Yeah, he and sacrifices were, himself. And you were pretty upset about that, too. I don't know if you're upset, as upset as the baby Metroid, but you're pretty upset about that. Yeah. But the good thing is, is that in other Mega Man games, Zero came back. But he usually die again. <laughs> so, yeah. like, when I played Mega Man X2, and I was worried about that, and, you know, by that time, just like, ah, he'll be back. <laughs> so he, yeah. he he was okay with that. <laughs> and they, they just kept, he just, just kept seemingly... Coming back and sacrificing himself for the greater good over and over again. Yeah, I mean, he either like either die or get hurt so bad he couldn't do anything or, you know, whatever. <laughs> I mean, it, it was a history with him. So yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, one of my favorite characters in Mega Man games is Rush. You know, Mega Man's robot dog. So uh, I want to tell a story about that, and I'm going to warn you: this is kind of a sad story. Okay, but. When I had, whenever I rented Mega Man 3 a lot, we had a dog, a Siberian Husky named Chief. And he was a really cool dog. (laughs) And one of the things I taught him how to do was I taught him how to do a trick. And uh, I'd say, Chief, rush jet. And then he would like lay down with his head on the ground, his paws by him, and you know, he'd lay as flat as he could, you know, kind of like how Rush does when he turns into the Rush jet. Yeah. And so I had him turn that, and then and I'd say, okay, go! And he'd run off. <laughs> and so that's that was the trick I taught him how to do. And uh, so, you know, I, I thought that was really cool. Uh, but uh, when y'all were in Alabama, uh, the we had three dogs at the time, and Chief was one of them. And some dirty lowlife threw out poison meat in the backyard. Yeah. But Chief, being the heroic rush-like dog that he was, he took all the meat. Of course, that was his personality anyway. Yeah. Uh, he took it all. So he saved the other two dogs' life. And here's Kane. <laughs> He's like, you've been talking about dogs. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Kane's up here on the couch now, so if you hear him breathing heavy into the microphone... My gosh, Kane. I think he's got it excited because I'm talking about dogs. Yeah. Wow. But anyway, so... <laughs> what in the world has gotten into you, Kane? I think I think Kane is, is, is getting emotional about the story. Yeah, he's like... He's like, oh, I, I'm rooting for Chief. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I could be rushed too. Yeah. 
I bet you could be. You're a smart dog. <laughs> well, anyway, so um, so anyway, that's just why Rush is one of my favorite characters because he reminds me of uh, the heroic deed that Chief did to save the other dogs' lives that we had. Yeah. So again, sorry about that being kind of a sad story, but um, you know, that's just <laughs> one of the reasons why Mega Man games are one of my favorites. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, anything else you want to say about Mega Man? Uh, no, not really. Um, just that I uh, uh, think it'd be really cool if they if they would just uh, have a return to form for uh, for some of their games. But um. yeah, well, Capcom, you know, they like to do what makes money, and right now for them, what makes money is Monster Hunter. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, although speaking of Rush, uh, I think in the Monster Hunter games you can get these dogs that hold your weapons for you, and there's like a DLC thing that that. Uh, reskins the dog to like rush. Oh, that's cool. So I was like, if man, if I play a monster, uh, monster hunter game, I would totally do that. <laughs> I would yeah. totally do that. They would get your DLC money that way. Oh heck yeah, <laughs> I would. I would do that. So anyway, uh, well, with that out of the way, I guess we'll just uh, finish up with our number one. Yeah, uh, may not be a surprise for some of you, you <laughs> yeah, know, long running, you know, listeners of the podcast. But our number one favorite 2D platformers are Kirby games. Yeah, Kirby. Kirby. Yeah, Kirby series. Kirby, 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 that's a name you should know. Kirby, 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 he's the star of the show. He's more than you think, he's got maximum pain. Kirby, Kirby, Kirby's the one. We both love these games. Uh, we played a lot of Super, Kirby Superstar together when Jeff was little. That was a gr- That's a great two-player game to play with kids, by the oh, way. Oh, yeah. Um, we played a lot of that. Uh, and, and then... Um, now it's just top favorite, top favorite game of all time. Yeah. 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 We, we, we talked about on, on our favorite games of all time that I, uh, even, in, even in college, whenever I was uh, away from my uh, little home consoles, I actually went and rented a console and this game <laughs> to play it <laughs> just cause I was, I was, I was missing it so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I just like them. They're, they're cute and colorful and they're not too hard. Uh, but they get pretty dark at the end usually. Yeah, there's uh, with, always some boss that's like some manifestation of evil or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and um, and there's always, even though the games are easy, there's always extra challenges that you can come back and find and, and do if you want to. Um, Kirby's such a versatile character. I mean, Mario, you can't really do much with Mario. They won't let they won't let him. No. Uh, but Kirby, it's like, uh, let's see, you want to make a game where Kirby rolls around in uh, in cake and races other Kirbys and tries to get to the end, and the the one who eats the most wins. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we yeah. can make that game. Yeah, you try try describing that that premise with another video game character, and it doesn't work. It sounds no. gross. Yeah, it does it's, sound really weird. It sounds gross. We did that with some video game characters, uh, and it was like, ew. <laughs> yeah, just don't. Don't do it. No. So yeah, he's he yeah Kirby's versatile. You can put him in a pinball game. Actually, Mario was in a pinball game too, but it sucked. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there's just there's never been a bad Kirby game. No, in my opinion. I mean, there's some that are better than others, but there's never been a bad Kirby game yet. Hmm. Um, of course, now Kirby's gone into the third dimension just recently. Yeah, uh, yeah, with Kirby in the Forgotten Lands. Yeah, right? but that was a good game too, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it's not my favorite Kirby game, but it was a good game too. It's a good sign for things to come you know with kirby going into 3d so um yeah it's just kirby's great uh he's the best best nintendo character 
Um, <laughs> he's, you know. he's the strongest one, especially uh, you know considering uh, some of the cutscenes in Super Smash Brothers. Yeah, well, I think they do that just because the creator of Smash is also the creator of Kirby. So, <laughs> yeah, I think there's a little bit of uh, you know nepotism going yeah, on there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, th- I think so. But you know that's okay because I'm okay with Kirby being the best. You know? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, what else do you have to say about Kirby? Um, just that, like, I don't know, these games just hold up. I mean, like, I, I go back, like, literally, like, at least once a year and play Kirby Superstar, like, all the way through, like, every, every little story that you, they have on there, <laughs> and I still love it. Like, it's, they're fun games, um, they're, like, uh, they can be quick to get through if you want to just, you know, run through them, but <laughs> if you play, like, in Superstar, they have, like, the Great Cave Offensive, and you can try and get all the different items there, and man, that is hard. <laughs> It is still difficult. <laughs> I would say, did we do that one? I think we did, didn't we? Yeah, I think we did. Uh, that was hard, though. It was. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, I, I just, I just really love the fact that, um, like, I, uh, uh, that you can introduce someone to a Kirby game pretty early on. Like, pretty, pretty young, uh, pretty young kids can uh, can really get into them because they're 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 pretty easy. Um, if, if, if something gets too hard, you can just kind of like float over it. You know, you don't have to like tackle everything head on. Yeah. You know, writing at gamerdead.com, I get a lot of questions from people asking, you know, what game should I get for my kid? You know, or, you know, this is the first time I'm going to, you know, introduce my kid to a video game. Which one should I introduce them to? And well, first I usually say a classic arcade game like Pac-Man, but you know, when they say something like, you know, I was thinking about maybe a Mario game. Should I get him a Mario game? I usually say no. I say, get him a Kirby game. Kirby yeah. games are are, uh, are better for kids. They're they're a lot easier, less frustrating. Um, yeah, I'd I'd say, yeah, Kirby's are great. Kirby games are great for kids too. Oh yeah, yeah. So great for kids, great for adults. Everybody should yep. play Kirby. And yeah, because kids deserve good games too. I always say that. Yeah. Yeah. So. So that's Kirby. Anything else? Um, no, not, not, not really too much. Not that I can think of. Okay. Uh, nothing that I, that I, at least I haven't covered in the, the previous one about how much I love Kirby Superstar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I guess that's it. Um, again, thanks for listening, everybody. And thanks to my brothers for taking their time to do this podcast with me. You know, thank you, Jeff. Really appreciate it. Of course. And, and thank you, Kane, over there for your your contributions <laughs> to this too. Yeah, you can probably hear him breathing. Yeah, he might. Yeah, you might be able to hear him. He, he's a heavy breather. Oh, oh now he's God. coming over here. Here he goes. Now, here he comes. What are you doing, Kane? <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I see you. All right. You want to talk into the microphone, Kane? Nope. You hear that, folks? <laughs> yep. There we go. That's Kane. All right. Yeah. All right. Come well, on, that's it. So that's it for the podcast. So bye, everybody. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye.